Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, there is. Or um, lack thereof. If you'd told me this just a few years ago, um, that he would still be of, you know, decent health and would be out like this. I mean, wow. Uh, you, I mean, you had it all in the news. Six Super Bowls, two more than anyone yeah. else. Historic. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody remembers the Brady days. I mean, the, the partnership of Belichick and Brady. Oh, my gosh, what that did for football. The record's yeah. broken. Yep. The impossible barrier shattered. Um, just kind of hate to see him go out the way he is. Didn't have a good season. But it uh, looks like it's done. So yeah. that was a lot of football news yesterday. You know, Pete Carroll uh, mm-hmm. let go from Seattle. You know, Nick Saban retiring. So, uh, you know, for those of us who have any interest at all in college football or, or the NFL, boy, you, that's some uh, pretty high pro- profile uh, coaches involved there. A lot of change. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, when you look at somebody like Belichick, who's 71, and you're kind of like, like, how are you even keeping this up at yeah. this point? You oh, know? know, like, yeah. so. Go spend some time with the family, I well, guess. But same shame to see him go. Hasn't been the same without Brady, though. Of course, the thing is, he'd be young to be a U.S. president then, wouldn't he? Yeah, yes, you are. I mean, yeah, he could have a whole new career. He's got years left, yeah, right? exactly. He can run on his youth and vigor. Well, you know, Patriots without Belichick, I mean, kind of like New York without Donald Trump. Yeah. As a businessman. Mm-hmm. You know, think about how iconic the mark of Trump on New York is, oh, yeah. right? I mean, that's this is way Trump precedes any, yeah, anything when he was president or anything. We're just going back decades, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if people understand what is going on right now. The 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 closing arguments are being made in this fraud case. This is a big deal, okay? She's seeking the the persecutor here, um, the state persecutor. Yeah. She's seeking three hundred and seventy million dollars. From Trump, given the renewed estimates of his value, that could well break him financially. I'll tell you why they're doing that in a minute. And to bar him from ever doing business in New York. And this will be couched in campaign ads if she gets this, if the persecutor gets this as a fraud conviction. That's that's, how this is. He's convicted for fraud, barred from doing business in the state. The reason for the $370 million figure is because they want to make sure he can't self-fund a, a campaign. They want to break him. Fund you. You will be if he loses this today. You will see, or in the coming days, you will see him broken financially. That's what this will do. He is not a billionaire. Uh, he was, or may have been once. He's not anymore. Um, and so they're going after the campaign fund to make sure he can't self-fund. 
Um, and to see him barred from doing business in New York, I mean, just the power of that in campaign commercials alone is devastating. And to learn over the last week, I don't know if people followed the ins and outs of this, this case and how unfair it is. We learned something shocking, actually, in the last week. We learned that, they, okay, what they're saying here is that Trump uh, committed fraud by artificially inflating the value of his businesses and interests in order to get loans at lower rates, okay? What we learned in last week, and this is shocking, you and I were talking about this the other day, the, the lending institutions yeah. did their own valuation, okay? Yeah. So they weren't like, oh, Trump says, we'll just go with that and give you the money, says no one ever who's a lending institution at this level, right? right. Yeah, exactly. They did their own valuation as they should. That's due diligence, right? Right. And they agreed with the Trump valuation. There is no fraud here. Well, there's no victim. No. None at all. There is no victim. This is such a, a fraud of a fraud case. Yes, that's is, thank you. That is what this is. The, the, the whole case is a fraud. This is absolutely nothing but a political persecution. There, there's, I, I mean, I'm trying to be objective here. There's nothing no, here. No, there's there's absolutely nothing here. nothing here. There's nothing here. Unfortunately, his attorney made a little bit of an error in the beginning. Yes. And... That led to them waiving their right to a jury trial. Well, he's got a judge that is a hardcore liberal. He's literally screwed. So they got a little lucky there. The prosecutor got a little lucky there. I don't know why his attorney is still his attorney, but she is. Anyway, they are. I guess there's more than one, but whatever. So this isn't good. But the, the conviction here is, is just going to be devastating. When you look at their overall strategy, okay, because it's brilliant, and I marvel at it every day, it's just the sheer evil but genius yeah. of it at the same right. time, they're cutting off every avenue for Trump to get right. back in the White House. They're going to do that by trying to put him in prison, but there's other avenues they're cutting off right now. Mm -hmm. um, the, the Republican Party, and I hate to tell you this, is going broke. It, it is it is literally broken. When you look at the RNC, Ronna McDaniel Romney, normally right now going into an election, if you look over the past couple of decades, would have 50 to $60 million in the bank. She's got nine. Once she pays what she has to begin to do now for the nominated convention, she's kaputsky. She's broke. They got nothing, which means there's not going to be a national campaign, like a national get-out-the-vote campaign. The Democrats is incredible this year, okay? And so the Democrats are looking at that. They see Ronna McDaniel is an absolute liability for the party. They're not, there's not going to be a national campaign. They need to make sure Trump can't self-fund. So what are they doing? They pile case after case after case. Trump racking up through the end of 2023 at least $50 million in legal bills. It's going to be at least twice that next year, right? Um, so what does that mean? That means that forces him to take the money he raised because he doesn't have a choice and to spend it on legal bills. And that leads to headlines like the one in Reuters, Trump is bleeding campaign cash on legal bills. Yeah. This is a political strategy with yeah. these cases. Right. So to make sure he can't self-fund the legal bills and the cases, what do you do? You fine him $370 million in New York today uh, on a fraudulent fraud case. Um, this, this is all political, but it is tactically political. They are breaking him financially so he can't fund, self-fund. Ronna needs, if Ronna gave a rip about the Republican Party and wasn't secretly a Democrat plant, she would resign today. She would have resigned after that November fundraising report came out because the donors are like, oh, forget that, forget that. This is crazy. Because she can't win. She has lost and lost and lost. I mean, we should have had, we should have taken the Senate um, yeah. And we should have taken the Senate in 22. It was a great year for us. Yeah. We should have had, we should have huge numbers in the House, uh, given that we were running in 22 with nine, you know, having had 9% inflation. She blew it. And the donors are like, forget this. She's caught having plastic surgery, dry cleaning, limos, jets, 
parties. I mean, they're not giving the money. She's a disaster. And when you only raise $9 million, you should have 50, you, you should have 50 in a bank. You got nine. You got to go, honey. And we don't have time for you. We got you to go next. So what people need to understand, there's not going to be a national campaign. There's not going to be underground coordination. The, what the Democrats do, Lee, is they will run early voting. They start running the vans, running the vans, running the vans, running the vans. They get their voters, right? We don't have that. I don't know if anybody realizes that there's no early voting program. Yeah. And that's how they caught us in, in Arizona. We, we don't have that. The Democrats had already won the race. They'd taken their voters to the poll weeks in advance. We wait till voting days. Guess what? Democrats go, oh, here's how you jam up the machines. We'll, hot, we'll buy 18-inch paper instead of the 22 required. Machines jam, seven-hour rate. Wait, they win. That's Ronna McDaniel for you. Right there. And so when you look at what is coming, people need to understand these cases are fundamentally connected to their election strategy. Whether Trump wins them or not, they are breaking him and the party financially. Here's the other problem. You know what they were doing? Trump was using a lot, as Reuters correctly reported, reported a lot of his campaign funds to pay his legal bills. Rana was coming in behind him at the RNC and paying for his rallies. She can't do it anymore. She didn't have any money. She can't raise it. And the donors figured out, I'm backdoor paying Trump's bills. Plus, Rana is going to fritter my money away anyway. You should see the before and after photos of her after her her plastic surgery that she paid for with the RNC money. It is amazing how much better she looks now. <laughs> Maybe I could get a job as the head of RNC. I would be beautiful, man. Terry, be like you a don't cover need model. any of that. You're wow. Well, I, thank I, you. I'm gonna, I want to be careful. HR will have me called in here, but I, I would... Highly dissuade you from doing that. That is not a necessity. So, Well, good. Then I don't have to spend tens of thousands no. of donor dollars on plastic surgery like Rana instead could, of winning the race. You could do some great vacation things with the kids with that money. Yes. we Well, we could. But we got big problems. And now, I don't know if you saw this. This is key. Headline, multiple state Republican parties are going broke. Well, that's where your get out to vote comes from. What states? Yeah. OMG, the swing states. Yeah. They're yeah. broke. They're broke. So there's not going to be an RNC, national coordinated, get out the vote. Forget it. That's done. Now we're not going to have any kind of on the ground game at all in Arizona or Michigan. Nope. In Arizona, the state GOP has just 14,000 left in the bank at the end uh, of August. Their liabilities uh, exceed their assets. In other words, they owe it. Um, in Michigan, state Republican Party is $93,000 uh, in the bank, but its bills are bigger. It's on the brink of uh, bankruptcy, MLive.com reported in December. That's you know, and I'm the afraid the GOP, we're, we're in trouble. I'm afraid the GOP is his own worst enemy, uh, particularly in the states. Because, I mean, from what your, your conversation with Adam Morgan here just a few minutes ago, the issue he's talking about, the conservative wing, the conservative caucus, that is your grassroots county parties believe me i've been to plenty of these county meetings and your dyed in the wool conservative republicans that's where they are they're in these county meetings but our leadership in the state and i'm not talking about drew mckissick specifically because i i think drew's i've got a few issues with him but i think for the most part he's doing a good job with what he's having to deal with but when it comes into the legislature and the leadership there they are so far away from whatever conservative ideals we may have in the, on the county level that is ridiculous. And, and that's why you've got this situation uh, where um, Adam Morgan, as he was talking about with you and with Charlie James yesterday, about this rule situation. This is nuts. 
And, and we, mm-hmm. we've seen that with uh, also uh, the way that the uh, state party went after uh, Jonathan Hill, who is now, by the yeah. way, speaking of the county parties, the Anderson County Party uh, chairman. Well, good. But I, I just I just think there's a huge disconnect between the true conservatives, the the grassroots conservatives that you see in the local county parties and what the state legislative leadership is doing. There's there's a complete disconnect there. So I'm not surprised that the state parties are not winning over the the local small donors. Texture rates, I'm convinced Ronna Romney McDaniel, she's the niece of Mitt Romney, by the way, who is barely a Republican and sometimes arguably a Democrat. I'm convinced Ronna Romney McDaniel is actually a Democrat. I've thought of that. But at this point, it doesn't actually matter. If she was a Democrat, what would she have done differently at this point? Truly, I can't answer the question. Think about this. 24, the most important presidential election of our lifetimes. No ground game in two swing states. And again, Lee, the Democrats are going to use the weeks and weeks and weeks they have of early voting to get their voters to the polls. We can't do it. There will be no grassroots, not at the state level, and there will be no grassroots at the national level because the donors have given up on the RNC. Nothing. The most important election year of our lives. And no one else is going to tell you this. I'm the only one. I'm it. Maybe something will change, though. We still have 10 months. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. How badly do you want your dog to need you, love you? Or would you like him to kind of be independent, doesn't have to be entertained? If you can match you and your personality to the dog, man, you can have a great experience. With my husband, I had the perfect dog for us. Extremely low energy, perfect couch puppy, loved to snuggle. That was perfect for us. If we had an a high energy German Shepherd, as, long, as much as I admire that breed, like that would not have ended well for us or our furniture. Well, here's a list of the neediest dog breeds, according to a veterinarian. Okay, number five. This is funny because she was a Dotson mix, but very much a Dotson. Oh, God, I love that dog. Dotson, neediest. Some have a Napoleon complex, meaning they're aggressive to compensate for their small size. They also require exercise to avoid being overweight and are prone to introvertible disc disease. I didn't find that. Uh, they're definitely Tauruses, though. They're very stubborn, and they're extremely opinionated. 
They do not go with the float, but it's kind of funny. I don't know. I enjoyed having one. It was a mix, though. So, uh, Number four, Great Dane. Require a lot of food, obviously. Prone to cancers and heart disease. Don't live long, and they need their nails trimmed regularly. Yeah. With a Great Dane, as big as that is, got to convince that thing to let you trim its nails. You can't force it. Good luck with that. Number three is interesting. Neediest dogs, Labrador Retriever. They've got endless energy. Get into things. They're prone to issues with their paws and knee joints. Okay. Number two, Chihuahua. Oh, I agree with that. They're sassy and confident. They're also prone to heart and eye diseases. I found that they're uncommonly vicious too. They will take a chunk out of you. They will. People forgive them because they're so cute after they get the stitches. And number one, this is interesting, French Bulldog. Yeah, see, okay. The, I agree with that. They tend to have neck, knee, back problems, heart issues. That's basically the whole dog right there. Neck, knee, back problems, heart issues. Uh, since they have a flat snout, they usually have breathing problems. They also require special grooming products or uh, food to keep their skin in good condition. Yeah, that is a constant maintenance job. You're going to be pouring all kinds of money into that dog. Nature did not intend to create a thing like that and would eliminate it quickly if we humans didn't stand in the way. I'm sorry. I know you love your bulldog, but... <sighs> The genetic pool is barely holding on there. Okay. Um, meanwhile, uh, just still hitting this today because this is such big news. I mean, do you remember what the regime was like around COVID? And it was a regime. And we now know it was the FBI um, and the Pentagon censoring us. But we didn't know that. You could not say the wrong thing. Uh, man, your social media account would disappear. It wouldn't matter that you had 50,000 followers and that they loved you. They didn't care. And by the wrong thing, if you said the wrong thing about COVID, what I mean is by the right thing, the correct thing, they would destroy you. You could not have said on social media what Anthony Fauci told Congress yesterday. Couldn't have said it. You'd have been canceled. Maybe lose your account. Maybe just do a turn in Facebook jail. I did a lot for telling the truth about COVID. After the whole social distancing thing, after Fauci told us he was the science, he was the living Jesus Christ-like embodiment of the science, what a freak show. He tells Congress, yeah, six feet social distancing, that sort of just appeared. Those are his exact words, quote, sort of just appeared and lacked a scientific basis. You made it up, in other words, quote, sort of just appeared, unquote, without scientific input quote Fauci again likely not based on scientific data unquote see because I can remember when I came on the air and called all this bunk how many of you said you were quitting because many of you did I'm quitting the show you're trying to kill people no I'm, I'm trying to do science no you're trying to kill people shut up and these were conservatives in our own audience it was scary at the time to question anything this little gnome like lunatic said you know what he's doing at this hearing? He's mocking us. <laughs> Look what I get away with. I told you guys to stand six feet apart and they actually put stickers on the floor at all these stores and stuff. But you know what's not funny? Our idiot governor, who could have actually looked at the science, there was none. That was pretty clear. And I said it right off the bat. I did. I said it when it wasn't popular to say it. Not six months later when it became obvious. Our idiot governor shut Business is down to half capacity to comply with this. Do you know how many of those businesses permanently went out of business? Across the country, 95,000 by September. Total destruction. He doesn't care. He's sitting there laughing about it. How very psychopathic. And I was talking earlier about this. He destroyed our, I mean, he destroyed is a strong word. 
he devastated our church. I mean, we were packed to the gills. We were building expansion. They did this. And man, you had to get there half an hour early, 45 minutes early. And even if you did, then you might or might not get in. They let the old people in first, had to be socially distanced. It was surreal. Fauci's made it up. And you know what's so funny in this New York Post article? Uh, now it's okay to say true things about COVID. You, you couldn't say true things about COVID before because the FBI, uh, Elvis Chan, which would wreck you. But now on social media, but now you can say it. This is Dr. Ashish Jha. He is the dean of the Brown University School of Public Health. You know what he just said about social distancing? Which was the law. It was the law of the universe. And you must obey in your stupid little mask, which, by the way, made you more likely to get COVID, not less. We just learned that in a study a couple weeks ago. Quote, he says, it never struck me that six feet was particularly sensical in the context of mitigation. Where were you, sir? Nowhere, because you would have gotten absolutely destroyed for telling the truth. And then you know what he says? I wish I wish the CDC would just come out and say this is not a major issue. Where were you, sir? When I was taking the slings and arrows, it like right from the beginning, quoting these virologists before they were canceled online, saying this doesn't make sense, this is not science, this is silly, this doesn't make sense. I mean, can you remember what it was like? You'd go to the hardware store and they'd have the arrows. So if you didn't go down the right way, the 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 attendant would come running after you, the salesperson would come running after you, screaming at you like you were committing murder right there in the aisle. No, you can't go down this way. You gotta go north to south, not south to north. So anyway, die. It was all fake. Why am I spending time on this today? Remember this. They're gonna do it again. If not with COVID, there'll be another fake thing. A big fake thing. In fact, I have a pretty good idea what the next big fake thing will be. I'll tell you. Coming up next. Are you watching what is happening in Poland right now? You may not care what is happening in Poland, but you should because it could very soon affect you. Got a prediction for the next year in terms of what you need to watch. Our leaders have failed, and thank God for that. They have failed in their quest to get into a war with a nuclear-armed nation. They desperately want this, going back to the Obama regime, to get into a war with a nuclear-armed nation. Not to get into a nuclear war, you understand. To get into a war with a nuclear-armed nation, preferably on someone else's soil. If you've listened to me for a very long time, you know how hard they tried to do that in Syria and how they failed. You know... How when Hillary Clinton was asked, when she was running against Donald Trump, what is the first thing you would do as president? She said a no-fly zone over Syria. Why? Because Vladimir Putin was protecting Syria from our jihadi fighters uh, who were ISIS and Al-Qaeda at the time we were training them in Jordan. It was a nasty mess. Uh, and we were helping them, and they were able to form a 40,000-strong caliphate. And Hillary wanted to protect those fighters. She said, I would declare a no-fly zone over Syria. What would that mean? We'd have to enforce it. What would that mean? Air fights, dog fights. We haven't seen that. Like we haven't seen since World War II with Russia. The head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, I feel comfortable saying freaked out and said that could lead to World War III, but we'll try to make it happen. Thank God she didn't win. That could lead to World War III. That's the goal. And that is why they freaked out so hard about Donald Trump. You know why? 
he came in and he switched sides. He joined Russia and he did what John Kerry and Barack Obama said would take decades. He crushed their caliphate, the CIA's caliphate, the Pentagon's caliphate. It was their caliphate, 40,000 strong. Wasn't supposed to be destroyed. Vladimir Putin and uh, Trump working together wiped that out for in 40,000 strong caliphate in just nine months. The great UK Daily Mail article on it, if you want to look it up, how they did what was supposed to be impossible, why those were our fighters. They were proxy. They had hoped to get into a nuclear armed war with Russia and Syria, not over Kansas. But that failed and Donald Trump became president, so they had to move their sights to Ukraine. They were hoping to get into a nuclear armed war with Ukraine, not here over Ukraine, because screw those people. And so they have been trying to do that. They are desperate to do that. It is still the goal. Now, they have failed up until now, and I would never predict we would get into such a thing, but I can predict this. They will try. And we've got a problem right now. The problem is in Poland. Because what they have wanted so desperately is for some kind of attack on Poland. This is why they talk about it all the time. What they want is a stray missile, just one. That's all it'll take from Vladimir Putin to hit in Poland. And one did in 2022. Do you know that? And immediately, our State Department, the Biden administration went, oh, Putin, Putin, no, no, NATO, Putin, yeah, it must be Putin. They were so excited because that would trigger uh, the NATO agreement because Poland is a NATO country and we could finally get into a war with Poland. So, I mean, sorry, with Russia. So excited. The kind of thing Nikki Haley uh, would just break out in a sweat over. She'd be so excited. They wanted it. And part of this is because a lot of the money in Washington comes from these contractors. So, I mean, can you imagine how much they make, right? So they've got to have a war. They've got to have a war. We're out of Afghanistan. They need a war, need a war, need a war, need a war. You know, and nuclear tinged war would be fantastic so long as they don't drop the bombs here. But people in Congress are so stupid they haven't thought about that or don't care. So anyway, the missile hits. You can look it up. 20, 2022 missile explosion in Poland. We start lying about it right away. Oh, it must be Russian. Must be Russian. Must be Russian. Must be a Russian attack on Poland. You could see the media salivating. Oh, cool. we get to go to war. Oh, goody, goody. And there was a problem. It was sad. Poland told the truth. He said it was a Ukrainian missile. Diffused the whole thing. Well, that's not going to be a lot. I mean, how are you going to have a nuclear conflict if Poland's telling the truth because patriots are running Poland? Well, they just fixed that problem. They just fixed that problem. Keep your eye on this. This loser by the name of Donald Tusk who couldn't get more than 20% of the vote because he's a nasty globalist like Nikki Haley who loves war. They just found a way. Uh, because they have a parliamentary system and you don't need a lot of the vote to make him the prime minister. That's not good. What does this mean? They got their, their ability to do a false flag in Poland. No, oh, Poland's been attacked. Oh, no. This is why Nikki Haley was saying recently that unless you give her the $60 million, billion, excuse me, for Ukraine, your daughter and son might have to go fight. That's kind of weird since the Pentagon has already admitted we lost the war in Ukraine. Ukraine will never win the war. By the way, you know what the average age of the Ukrainian soldier is right now? They're in their 40s. Some units are in their 50s. Why? They're all dead. Because Ukraine lost. So they're trying to figure out how to get into it. And this new Polish guy they've installed is their greatest hope. Now, they have some backup plans for this war. This is why Joe Biden, since September, has pumped no less than, I kid you not, $16 billion into Iran. 
They didn't send it on pallets of cash this time because Iran is on the cusp of being nuclear armed. So if we can maybe get into, not here, they don't want to have it here, but maybe in the Red Sea somewhere, if we could get into some kind of a battle with Iran, or better yet, Israel versus Iran, you get to the nuclear war that way. Again, they don't intend to hold it here, but they do intend to hold it. And they'd prefer to hold it before the election, folks. Keep your eye on the Middle East. Three places, Red Sea and Iran. Number two, Poland. That's their best hope right now um, of getting some kind of attack they can spin as they tried to spin that 2022 missile. Oh, Russian missile, Russian missile. No, it was Ukrainian missile. They initially lied. Will they tell the truth now? It's their goal. They're going to try it. They're going to try it. Preferably before the election, their third option I'll tell you about next. Watch for this because they may try this as well. The FBI has already told us what it is. I'll tell you next. Keep your eyes on Poland, y'all. They had honest leadership before. They did not want to assist us in getting into a war with a nuclear-armed country, preferably Russia. That would be uh, the elites in Washington, and that's their dream. Now we have a dishonest guy uh, who is very much um, a globalist who would love to assist us in that. And Poland has rebelled again and again. They were supposed to be on fire for the Ukraine war effort and basically uh, essentially uh, pulled out of backing it. And, you know, end of last year. So that's why they had to shove uh, Tusk in there as the prime minister. Uh, and now they've begun a crackdown in Poland that I hope doesn't end up the, la- the way the last crackdown ended up uh, with the communists taking over, with the authoritarians taking over. They're now arresting members of parliament. Really scary what's going on there. Um, but what's really scary is if Poland were to fall into dishonest hands that have the same globalist thinking Uh, then the next missile that falls into Poland, be it Ukrainian or Russian, will be dubbed a Russian missile, and really bad things could happen because we are then required to defend Poland. And it really freaks me out when people like Nikki Haley, who are big globalists, are walking around saying, hey, you better give us the $60 billion for Ukraine or your kids might have to fight there. Wow, really? There's one more thing to look for. They've got one other route to get into a nuclear-tipped war. What do I mean by that? They don't want a war on our soil. They would like to hold this war on someone else's soil, uh, but still reap all the benefits on our soil. They've got one other way to do it. And the FBI freaks me out because about once quarterly, they'll come out, or the head of the Department of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, and all but tell you, we're going to have a grid attack by the Russians. You don't know that. You don't know that. And when they say it's the Russians, when they're very specific like that, be be very afraid because everything that these people have told you about Russia, 100% in the last three years has been completely fake in terms of Russia acting on our soil, Russia acting in our elections, Russia colluding with Donald Trump. Total lie. So when they say Russia is going to attack our grid, is going to take down our internet, that scares the heck out of me because I know they're lying. And I wonder what they're planning. I do. I want to lay those three ways to get to a war out because I believe they're going to try to. Now, the really good thing is that Vladimir Putin has stayed in office and kept his head. Because as nuts as he is, you should see the ones behind him. They want war. 
They talk about war. They proselytize war, just like the globalists do. Vladimir Putin has kept us out of the war they desperately want. He does not get ruffled. And the funny thing is, Putin is actually a moderate. He's kind of mushy middle for Russia. The far right in Russia, if they were to take over, and by far right, I mean from their point of view, not our point of view. If they were to take over, oh my, we may end up in that war. We may. So he has managed to dodge them since they tried to get in a war with him in Syria during the Obama regime, but they're going to try hard. They're going to go the Iran route. That's why they've pumped $16 billion into Iran, knowing that that would get them to the bomb, knowing that would complete their nuclear program. Biden's pumped that into September. They're obviously on an expedited timeline. They want this conflict. It could begin any moment because if Iran hits one of our ships, you saw the Houthis did that attack on one of our U.S. ships. If they hit us or hit us with something nuclear, that could draw Russia into. So we're really hoping to get in that way. These evil people that run our country. Why do they want this? I'll explain on today's Battleground America podcast. But I want to put all this in the record because time is ticking and you're going to see some major moves in one of those three areas this year as they try to get to some kind of war with Iran, Russia, Iran, and Israel, something they can draw the world powers into. I just don't know what it's going to be yet. So I want to be on the record forecasting that so I can play this for you and take credit. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 